1: On Stage presents, Garth Brooks. Well, this old highway's getting longer. It seems there ain't no inside. Sleep would be best, but I just can't afford to rest. I got to ride in Denver all night. I call the house, but no one answered. Cool. Yo, no what's up? Been
0: home. What's going on, brother? Nothing, what are you doing?
1: I with
0: me. Oh, uh, just, uh, i
1: just uh, fucking around waiting for work later.
0: What's oh yeah, you got worky tonight. Also, we have the uh, NBA Finals game six tonight. You're, right. you're damn right. So we're going to have to make sure we get through this. so you can get a little bit of that game in before you gotta go to
1: work. I'm I'm still contemplating whether I wanna start it and then try and hold against my willpower and all other temptations and not have it blown for me or if I just wanna fucking record it like in full and try and get through all the social media nonsense and make it home from work and be able to watch this night.
0: Jeff, that's gonna. Well, well, first of all, what kind of event are we talking here? What are you gonna be Fright doing? Fright fest. Fright fest. Fright fest.
1: Pride fest Gay pride.
0: Oh. Oh. Uh, I think well, I think there's right. gonna be way too many people there to not have that blown. It could be. So I don't like that idea. You don't like it, I huh? don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you do neither. I think you watch as if I, if I were you. I watch as much as the game as I can, and then I track on my phone.
1: Follow Yeah,
0: I mean, what are you going to be doing tonight?
1: Probably a whole lot of nothing. So
0: that's I'm what I mean. Doing this job. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I don't think. I don't think. You know, trying not to get spoilers is going to work for you. But that's just a guess. I don't know.
1: So on that note, uh, you got the Raptors winning tonight. It's game six. For anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who's been living in a box, it's game six of the NBA Finals, as Eric said. The Toronto Raptors, the underdog, a lot of, a lot of people didn't even expect them to be there. But they're there. They're not only there. They are They were up three games to one in a best-of-seven series, now it's three to two because a uh, whoopsie. Yep. Game 5. But it, it, it's 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 going to be a hot one. So uh put the kids to bed. <laughs> uh
0: I don't know who I got. I think I let's see. It's in it's in Golden State, right? Yeah. I think I do have the Raptors winning here because if anybody's been following the uh home teams have been losing. Pretty regularly, it's pretty crazy. There's only been one home win, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's true.
0: So, yeah, I do have the Raptors wrapping it up tonight. I think it's it. This is it. But since you uh, don't, since you don't get to watch it, you're probably hoping for a game seven.
1: Well, when when would game seven be? Sunday.
0: Yeah, Sunday.
1: I got to work then too.
0: What's going on Sunday?
1: I think uh City Park Jazz Festival.
0: Okay. Well, uh next week you're gonna have to give us an update on what you were doing tonight at the Pride uh is it Pride Fest or Parade or what are we talking? It's called
1: Pride Fest, but it's in a like a small warehouse, so it's probably just some venue based around Gay Pride because it's Gay Pride month. Or Gay Pride week, I'm not sure.
0: Month, I believe. Month?
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah,
0: we're gonna yeah. we're gonna need an update on that because your jobs your job uh, <laughs> are funny to me. Your actual tasks, I mean, you could oh, they're, be. They're hysterical. Yeah, you could be. You could be baton waiver. Uh, you could be just guy who stands there at an entry or an exit. So the, uh, on that note, um, I was working Garth Brooks at Mile High this last weekend. Oh, yes. We we need updates on Garth Brooks for sure.
1: Well, here's the upset. Flannels outnumber cowboy hats, but I think boots might still take the cake.
0: Oh, there's so many boots there, I'm sure.
1: Funny thing is, uh, mile-high top section is like bleachers and like nothing but underneath, you know? So once, as soon as Garth Brooks came out, there's some opener. As soon as Garth Brooks came out, I'm out in the parking lot, and I can just hear a million people up in those bleachers stomping. You just hear a clapping of boot on metal, like clack, clack, clack.
0: <laughs> so you you work the parking lot, right? Yeah. So you just got to see those boots marching in. Yeah. So have uh, you have you? Here's my question. This was in Denver, I'm assuming. Mile High Stadium. So, have you ever seen a pair of boots in Denver in a uh, normal situation? Oh yeah, really? No a shit, ton, but yeah, they'll. I mean, hipsters wear boots too. No, I mean, like you know what I mean. Cowboys wear sneakers too, Eric. Cowboy boots, bruh. No, no, no. I, I'm
1: saying hipsters, some hipsters wear cowboy boots on a Friday night.
0: Yeah. Did you see anybody that had a? Uh, like a, like a blue collar hat on with their sunglasses on top of the hat.
1: Oh, too many to count. <laughs> it, it was a sunny day. Eric, the the cool, the koozies were out.
0: <laughs> the coolers, the koozies, and the coolers. I'd say. The coolers right? and the
1: koozies. Yeah.
0: The keelers. A uh, little side note: me and Jeff grew up with a a guy who coached us. In several sports, uh, baseball, (laughs) basketball, and uh, he used to call, you know, he'd bring a cooler full of, you know, when you're coaching Little League, you bring a cooler full of Capri Suns or Sunny D's or, uh, what are those Kool-Aid things called that came in the bottles, plastic bottles? Uh, Kool-Aid blasters, I think. Yeah, blasters or something. Anyway, (laughs) when you're coaching Little League, you bring a cooler full of drinks for the kids. Uh, for the post game, and uh, God forbid you sat on this damn cooler, because he wasn't having it, and he'd say, "Get off the Keeler, Keeler, get off the dang Keeler." You ain't supposed
1: to sit on the Keeler, Shale.
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, you got the uh, you got the boots, you got the sunglasses on top of the hats. Um, yeah. I'm sure the ladies were in their Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Um, but um, what I'm asking is, are these fans coming from Denver or are these traveling crowd?
1: Uh, travelers, dude. I mean, there's probably some Denver folk, but grand majority is travelers. There's uh, 86,000 motherfuckers there, apparently.
0: So, could you hear the music from your post?
1: Occasionally. It wasn't clear because there's like swirling out of a stadium, you know?
0: So you couldn't identify when, uh, when, uh, blame it all on my roots.
1: I didn't hear that.
0: Oh, bullshit. They played it.
1: uh, Oh, I know they played it, but but, uh, like I went into the break room inside the stadium there for a while to hang out. So it could have been when I was in there.
0: Oh man. I wish you would have been on the inside.
1: That is not my. Uh, that's not my job description.
0: Like none of none of that staff would would have ever been on the inside. No. Really?
1: They got people for that. They got uh mile high Stadium's Got people for that. We so, just work parking lots and shit.
0: Huh. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid.
0: So, this week's pride. <laughs> Um, any, any other good stories from the Garth Brooks? <laughs> so, what I was going to get to was, like, you're talking about worthless tasks.
1: Yeah. At first, like, I thought I was going to be scrounged in the parking lot with the rest of them doing worthless shit. And, like, actually, you got to be with this guy here. And this guy worked for the, um, he worked for the stadium. And apparently during Broncos games, they have this little fucking canopy... Uh, where you can come and if if you don't if you if you bike to the stadium but you forgot your lock we encourage you if you have locks to lock them up over there but if you forget your lock you can go ahead and valet your bike. No. So I was with this guy for the first four hours when we set up this bike valet, which just consists of putting out some bike racks. <laughs> And then we sat there. This 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 guy was such a dork too.
0: So how is it a valet if if you're not so you're not taking the bike and drive and riding it to a? It's a, it's, a, it's an enclosed area. Okay.
1: I mean, we walk in five feet. Anyway, we got one customer the the entire four hours I was there. The rest of the time we're just sitting around because there's no sign or nothing. We just look like two guys standing under a canopy.
0: Like, nobody... If, if you came up on it, you wouldn't know that you were offering a spot for your bike.
1: Correct. Unless you already knew how the system worked. <laughs> wow. Like, which we already discussed. Everyone's from out of town for this fucking concept, so... But when, when shit got hairy, they, they moved me off that to, to go help uh, just aimlessly wave people through crowds of traffic. <laughs> Trying to park their cars.
0: So do you... Do you have, like, a walkie-talkie, or how do they alert you of what, like, we need you
1: over here, Jeff? There's, a every, like, five to ten people as a supervisor that just roams around. Uh, some places I get walkie-talkies, but this time I didn't have none.
0: <laughs> this shit is crazy, man. It's hilarious, though. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just stupid, like... You see security guards at events doing stupid shit. That's the stupid shit I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else going on this weekend for you?
1: Oh, yeah. Pertaining this, this might actually be relevant information. I'll be uh, me and the Texas 10 Man will be
0: your SmackDown House Show correspondence on Saturday. Oh hell yeah! That's what I like to hear. Where's this
1: WWE sh- lives coming through
0: Denver. Where is it going? Pepsi Center. Pepsi Center? Yep. Okay. Is that where... Let's see. What's the Pepsi Center? Who plays there? Nuggets and Habs, bro. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you expect the crowd will be like at a house show in Denver?
1: Maybe a little larger than a Peoria house show crowd.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it'll look the same because the Pepsi Center is obviously larger than Carver Arena. It's gonna be just like probably a lot of scattered lower bowl and floor seats. Yeah. No way they fucking get the upper bowl. They don't even do that for the televised shows.
0: What day is it on? Saturday. Okay. I would say it might be weird with the, with the wild card rule, but Saturday they shouldn't be working, so you, you might get Roman. Is Roman advertised?
1: No, the only uh, matches I remember seeing when I saw the ad, which I saw this ad back in like February or March. It said uh, Kofi versus Brian for the title and AJ versus Randy Orton. This is back before WrestleMania, so he had no wild card rule. He had no <laughs> Christmas switch. Nothing.
0: Yeah. No worthless uh, uh, superstar shakeup that means nothing. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, speaking of wrestling this weekend here in Peoria, we got. I wanted to plug a couple of these shows. They got some local shows. Got some local shows. If anybody's any locals are listening to this, we got uh battle at, at George Ranks. So, this is G- at George yeah. Ranks, obviously, in uh Springfield, Illinois, 7 p.m. this Saturday. This is uh Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. This is a freebie, nice. So, I would probably go to this. I can't go to anything on Saturday, I already got a previous obligation, unfortunately. Uh, But this is a freebie, and I don't have any more information on that one. And then there is um, rated R pro wrestling at the Polo Room in Polo, Illinois. And where? Yeah, Polo, Illinois. I'm not familiar.
1: I'd have to call up Wolf because I don't know where that is. Been living in Central Illinois for 25 years, and you got 30 under your belt, so
0: (laughs) yeah. I don't know where Polo, Illinois is, but it looks like a cool little venue. Uh, This is Zoa Live is the promotion, Z-O-W-A. This is this Saturday as well at 8 p.m. So this one has, uh, I saw the flyer for this one, it has JT Energy, which is one of the guys that uh, our friend of the show, Alex, Lucha Lieber, does shirts for. Uh, oh, cool. so I follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow. You should follow that guy for sure. It's, the uh... Gram? It's, yeah, on the gram. It's, um, DJ Click and Play is his Instagram name. But Click and you, Play? Yeah, DJ Click and Play. Is
1: that an N or an Ant?
0: An N. Okay,
1: like Steak and Shake.
0: Yep, and, uh... I think he goes by the six-star booty. He's got a funny character, man. So, yeah, follow that dude uh, for a good Instagram follow. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it'll yeah, it's DJ Click and Play, but I think his wrestling name is JT Energy. Um, but, yeah, super. that's a super fun follow on Instagram. He's going to be there. And then Brewster Brothers, which uh, Alex also does shirts for, or just did a shirt for. Um, which was in Peoria. They were at the, uh, tag team. They were at the Peoria show. Nice. The mall show. Uh, they're there too. I saw on the flyer. And this one's also free. And this is like an adult themed one. It's 21 and over. Uh Uh-oh. So I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) Put the kids to bed. That's what that means. Yeah. (laughs) So, that one's also free. Uh, so that one... If I was free... Saturday I'd probably go to the Zoa live show because that one seems interesting to me and I want to see that JT energy dude for sure because his character is hilarious uh, so, yeah. so yeah if anybody's listening to the boom DDT podcast locally and wants to check out some local wrestling those are two that I saw I'm sure there's other ones but that's what I came across on the old Instagram Whoa, um, right, man I,
1: I'm glad there's shows yeah dude
0: I'm I'm seriously gonna try to weasel, like you know how like indie some indie promotions will do commentary like for like their YouTube channels or whatever, like yeah. wherever they release their video footage of their of their shows, and I really want to try to weasel my way into some wrestling commentary on the indie level.
1: that be that be fun.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I'd be good. It's I'm sure it's so much harder than you would think. Yeah. Obviously.
1: You can do it for like 30 seconds, but then you run out of shit.
0: We should you know what we should do is try this. We should try to do since wrestling's slow, we should try to do like a watch along and try to commentate a match. That'd be wild. <laughs> you think that's too uh you think that's too risky, or you think we could do that?
1: We'd have to work out some uh, some logistics and some... shit, but I, we, we could try and figure that shit out.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to see how that would... Because I would love to do one of these indie shows, or try it at least, but like I said, I'd probably suck at it, but I think it'd be worth a shot, and it'd be fun. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I just want to do something huh? for one of these shows, man. I'm like... I'm into, like, since the... WWE products has been really slow. I'm like, that show in Peoria was awesome. I want to get back to another show. Like, I want to start going into a lot more of those. I'm, I'm I need something to fe- to uh, feed the itch, Jeff, because I'm not getting it right now. I feel you. You know what I mean.
1: Uh, one more thing before um, we get to the exciting week of wrestling. <laughs> uh, I I texted you this. Last Friday, but um, our buddy the Texas Man has gone to this show called uh, Lucha Libres and Laughs. It's apparently a traveling show.
0: Yes, tell us about this. This was exciting to me.
1: This, this about made my fucking Friday. I woke up to a text from Texas Man saying, "Hey, dude, I got to work tonight, but I've ch- I've seen this. I've told you about this. You need to check this out. Uh, there's still tickets." And this Lucha Librais and Laughs is like I said, it's a traveling show where they somehow combine like indie wrestling and stand up comedy in the same thing. So I mean I, I don't think it'd be quite promos. Like I don't know if there's like a separate area or if they're just like doing stand up in the ring or how that works. I tried to get tickets, I saw the link. And then I took a shower, came back to the link. We are sold out. Oh, God. So I, I was immediately furious Because <sighs> my first thought is, I live in Denver. You know there's just a bunch of fucking yuppies that are going and filling up these seats and not giving a damn about wrestling. So, so my a- marksmanship was coming out strong.
0: So, like, were you planning on purchasing tickets online or you were just like, I'll just get them at the door? I was going to purchase online. Oh, why didn't you do it right away?
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was going to call Adam to see if he wanted to go. I knew that was a losing shot.
0: Yeah. No, so so you think they'll... So did, did uh, Texas Tan Man see him in, in Denver? Or where did he see him?
1: Yeah, he saw him in Denver. They play the same theater apparently like every six weeks or so. So I don't know if this is a regional thing or if they just hit a a few select cities. But, I mean, if you're bored, go ahead, Google, see if they come through Chicago because, I mean, that sounds like a a winning duo. A
0: little stand-up comedy, some drinks, and some fucking wrestling. Hell yeah. I'd imagine, like, in between the matches, you know how, like, a lot of shows... We'll have, like, a ring announcer guy who comes out and kind of addresses the crowd. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that's what it is. That's where the stand-up is. And maybe the wrestling is more comedic.
1: Perhaps. Like, I don't I know. mean, obviously, I didn't recognize any of the names. But uh, <laughs> I knew there was an MC involved. So they probably have, like, yeah, just a host come out between towns. Like, now we got uh, such and such. Billy... Blue face coming in, uh, <laughs> Wrestling. And here's, uh. Here's this guy doing
0: stand up. That's a good idea, though. It's a good merger. Why the fuck didn't anybody. Didn't we think of this?
1: Oh, it's a great merger, especially since, like, everyone finds wrestling. Like, non Marks find wrestling is just, like, comedic in sense anyway. And. All that, you know, they're not living that kayfabe lifestyle, so they see Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: Yeah, it's and all like it's all I laughs. Yeah, it's all laughs, bro. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, next time it comes through Denver, you gotta go, man. You gotta buy those tickets right when you see them.
1: For sure. Yeah, because they're if you get them early, bird man, they're only ten bucks.
0: Okay, that's de- that's like the, that's the average price of you know any kind of entertainment on that level.
1: Yeah, you can go to uh, any. Sort of stupid
0: show. And I have to pay 10 bucks to get in. Oh my, dude, I've paid... Oh, I've paid $10 at Cruisins in Peoria for, like, yeah. Uncle Rock. Like, you just want to go in there to see your friend. You know, somebody invited you over there, and now you got to pay $10 to see... Uh, cover? Yeah, an Uncle Rock band. So... Maybe
1: they, they play, uh... Journey?
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, so... $10 is nothing. That sounds like a good idea. You gotta go next time. For sure. So, let's go ahead and get... We're, we're on a bit of a time crunch here, Jeff, because you're working the big game. Uh, so luckily, there I don't think there's a ton of uh, great shit from WWE. Um. But let's get into a little wrestling, shall we? Let's do it! So, Monday Night Raw... Hey, Daddy, we got to do a new super show. Oh, super show. Uh, super show, Jeff. <laughs> what? What is your your highlight or you, maybe even your low light or maybe even the most interesting thing from the super show for you?
1: Well, <laughs> I found out that uh, we got to end the charade or at least move it indoors. Because Cole reminded me every five minutes that it's 100 degrees in the ring is not making up for the lack of talent.
0: The heat. The heat, bro.
1: I know. And I can I can understand that, but why are we real, willingly going to wrestle there? Like, it's not for the troops. You can't <sighs> even blanket it in patriotism like they used to for the uh, tribute for the troops in Baghdad.
0: Yeah, like, even the... I mean, we'll get to the old guys because that's pretty much the story of the show. But even the young guys were dogging it, Pat. Yeah,
1: yeah. Everyone's dogging it. It's hundred degrees in the ring.
0: Uh yeah. Like even the real young guys, you could tell. Like nobody was wrestling like they normally do.
1: No, it was it was a slow moving night.
0: Yeah, it was. It was boring. Like it was. It was so long. Did you f- it, was a, it was a
1: classic pay per view length.
0: You don't think it was? It was super long.
1: I watched it in segments, but yeah, it was long.
0: Uh, I
1: mean, it was. It, I looked at the time. It was three and a half hours, like most pay per views now.
0: See, that's too much. I don't know why that's the new norm. What was uh takeover?
1: Uh, takeover is only five matches. Those are always a little shorter. So I think takeover is
0: probably like two and a half. See, that's all we need for a pay-per-view. That's all I need.
1: Then then Raw's longer
0: than a pay-per-view. That's what I mean. That's stupid, too. Like, all I need is... The NXT's got it figured out, man. The TakeOver is the perfect amount of wrestling for me. It's the perfect amount of pepper. The perfect (laughs) amount of pepper. So, yeah, for me, it was... I, I was, like, doing stuff during it, and that's how you know... That my mind is wandering. If I start finding other stuff to do during the wrestling pay-per-view, not a good sign. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. So like, I was doing that. Uh, The 50-man battle royal. was Um, just way too much. Dude. That could have been the low light. Really? You go in that... uh, that, that
1: they ended it in a good fashion with having someone I've never heard of win at all and just relishing his hometown.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to... Is it Mansoor?
1: Yeah, Mansoor. Okay.
0: Okay, M-A-N-S-O-O-R. Okay, Okay.
1: In case you want to get a Jeff Jarrett type thing going on.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, But no, like... I mean, it just looks stupid as hell. Like, I think that that's the death of the Battle Royal for me. You show me this is literally the limit you can push it to. And the product was just god-awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, when that thing started... And apparently, I don't know if this is right, but the marks on the internet were saying there was 51. Uh-oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> but anyway, when you when that thing started, like... <laughs> It was just everybody throwing little Shane McMahon rabbit punches, just. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, like you can't even move. You couldn't even cock back an arm for a decent punch. It was that right. tight. And like, what a what a waste of money to to for the WWE. Like, obviously they got money, but to ship all those guys over there.
1: Yeah, for that.
0: It's just, yeah. It wasn't good. Like you said, the finish wasn't terrible. I guess. Who did Mansoor beat Elias? Elias, yeah. I mean, I can totally see what they're doing. I'm not hating on that. It should have just been like a smaller battle, a smaller Royal Rumble, or a much smaller Battle Royal.
1: Yeah, I think I think they probably wanted to originally do a Royal Rumble like they did last year, and
0: then they're like, wait that make this thing probably five hours long. Yeah, they already had a ton of matches.
1: So I'll give them credit for doing that, but just don't make it 50-man. And I, I lost faith in all future battle royals. So I'm no longer a battle royal guy.
0: No, the the Royal Rumble is so much better that it's hard to look back on the battle royal. Exactly. But uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, um, what do you think there? Best match of the night... Too too long and slow.
1: Uh I'd probably get match in the night to either Lashley Strowman or Ziggler Kingston, because I set the bar a little higher for Orton and Triple H, and it, it, it's what you expected. Like it is probably going to be a little better without the heat and not as slow. Yeah. it's a long one. It's twenty five <clears> minutes, <throat> longest match of the night.
0: That's what I thought. I thought it was a good match, but I think they strung it out too long and too slow. But I did like the match, like but yeah, those other those are good too. Um
1: I mean Lashley and Strowman, yeah, those beefcakes they're doing suplexes out on the out on the ramp, so that was one of the better sequences. I, I just remember I can't remember anything exactly about Ziegler and Kingston's match, but I know it was good.
0: I know, that's when I was like, that's when I had the thought of, okay, it must be really hot because these guys are looking hot.
1: Yeah, yeah, everyone's looking hot.
0: (laughs) Uh, But obviously the most interesting and the most talked about part of the night was the Goldberg Undertaker.
1: I thought you were going to talk about Lars Sullivan.
0: Oh, no. But that was, (laughs) it was kind of interesting how they handled that. How it wasn't how it wasn't like us, you know. Lars didn't squash him.
1: I mean, he had to make it somewhat different than the what's been going on on Raw and SmackDown, so they gave a little bit of fight.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Goldberg shaker. So Goldberg appears to knock himself out. He's clearly shaken like the entire match. Uh, he hits his head on the ring post. Was it on the ring post or was it on the the back of the turnbuckle? Is I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was on the back of the turnbuckle. I don't think he made it that far out.
1: Because so hitting the ring post is hard for a big dog like him to do. Yeah. With his big ass torso.
0: So th- that that marked the end of the match. Uh. Yeah,
1: about what, <laughs> that two, three
0: minutes in. Yeah, because before that, it was like, okay, he got a couple good spears. Like, Undertaker, I don't think, had any offense at that point. Uh, It was the classic, you know, Goldberg evaded him and then hit him with a spear. And then he set him up for another spear, hits him with the second spear. And then he's charging Undertaker in the corner. Undertaker moves and he hits the turnbuckle with his head. um, And just is, you know, clearly, you know, in real really shaken up by it. Like he's looking like he's got stars in his eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh there's one confused polar bear out there <laughs> from that from that second on, man. Holy shit. It was ridiculous. I mean, I we could talk about the amount of botches for the rest of the time. There was there was two choke slams that were terrible. Uh, I don't like know.
1: Real life choke slams. That's what would happen if you choke slam someone in real life. That wasn't fucking going along with it.
0: <laughs> exactly. If you were to if you were to fight a man in the streets tonight and choke slam him, this is exactly what it would look like. And I don't know if I don't know if Goldberg sandbagged him or if he was so fucked up from the head injury that he didn't even know what was going on. I don't know what happened there.
1: I think. uh yeah, he's just fucked up and confused and uh, just dogging it at that point.
0: So, that's... or Undertaker had one more bad one. Undertaker gives him a tombstone and just drops him on his head. It looked terrible. It made me cringe.
1: I think the worst one of all was the jackhammer because I thought the Undertaker was going to break his neck.
0: That's what I mean. There was two. The tombstone was a near-broken neck and then Goldberg paid him back. With, yeah, return the favor. He returned the favor with a jackhammer that was just a botched suplex and just dumped him right on his head. It was I realized uh, there's a bell sound, I'm like, wait a second.
1: Both of these guys can't really do specials their specials to one another. How is that gonna work?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Goldberg can't lift Taker up nowadays. This isn't ninety seven.
1: Taker can... I don't think Taker straighten his legs in midair <laughs> yeah.
0: anymore. So, oh, and there's one more. Goldberg, like, looks like he's gonna give Undertaker a tombstone. Do you remember this part?
1: Yeah, I was... Uh, my, my cheeks were clenched at this part because they had already bought several moves. I'm like, God, don't, don't try this.
0: So Goldberg, like, tries to do a tombstone on the Undertaker, and... He just totally dropped, like falls on his back, and Undertaker just falls. And then, like you brought up, it looked like the finish. There was some uh, some discrepancies between the two on how the end was gonna happen. Isn't that how you felt?
1: GoodRx is
0: 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.
1: Nerds. Nerd Wallet presents Money Questions: The Lightning Round. Here we go, Carol. How can people compare the best credit cards? Turn to the nerds. Should you pay off debt or save for retirement? Turn to the nerds. One more. Should I listen to my father-in-law's advice on mortgage lenders? Turn to the nerds. You win! Confetti is literally falling from the sky.
0: I'm going to put my winnings in a
1: two-year CD.
0: That would be prudent, Carol. From
1: helpful tools to
0: expert guidance. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. NMLS ID number 1617539. It was as soon as gold.
1: Knocked himself out on the ring post at the start of the match. Like there's a lot of chatter going on between the the three of them, the ref Goldberg and Taker. And I think the game plan as Taker thought was okay, a quick
0: tombstone and we're out. Because the first tombstone was that the botch tombstone. Yeah, there was only one real tombstone.
1: Okay, but yeah, then uh, like he gave the death pin, I believe, and. Goldberg kicked out, and Taker looked genuinely shocked. Yeah, like, what? And then from there, like, there was so much chatter. I don't think, Goldberg wasn't chattering that much. He was just getting information. I just think he was lights out, and they were straight improv-ing, and didn't know how to finish it.
0: Yeah, because I couldn't even tell you how they ended up finishing it. It was super weird. It was a roll-up, I believe. Yeah, they were just like, fuck this, we gotta get out.
1: Yeah. Like, Jake's like, I gotta fucking end this, man. I've been trying to end this a couple of times. No, maybe it's that that weak-ass choke slam.
0: Oh, yeah, it was. He hit him with another... The second choke slam is what did him in. Okay. And then there's footage of... I don't think I ever told you this, but maybe you saw it. There's footage of Goldberg, like, rolling out of the ring after the match and then collapsing. So he was, like, all kinds of fucked up. Jesus. But, uh... Probably
1: dehydrated as shit too.
0: Yeah, and then Undertaker's face. If you, if anybody hasn't seen Undertaker's face after this bell rings, post
1: match. No, yeah, I don't think
0: I have. Oh, I'll send you a pic. This what this tells you exactly what he's thinking. He's just like you can tell he wants to just crawl under the ring and hide. Like you can. Yeah, it,
1: Well, he t- he's always taking it personal if he has any sort of fuck ups or any sort of imperfections in his matches so um, I mean I'm sure they all do but you know Taker like probably just takes it to another level
0: yeah so for me it's, it's over man or like we talked about if they're gonna make him I don't know I don't like to see people I don't like to see my childhood heroes displayed like this I'm not a nostalgia guy I guess cause it's not doing it for me like he just needs to be done both of them I mean
1: Goldberg definitely. I I still think Taker could work well with a young like a young guy who can lift up like not a cruiserweight but even even like a Rollins.
0: Well yeah, you'd have to put him with you'd have to put him with Rollins or
1: AJ or yeah, someone who, like, Ziggler. Like said, someone who can carry him.
0: Yeah, just one of the best.
1: Yeah. Um I did like Taker's entrance though.
0: I and you know what I didn't even watch it
1: oh, watch it Eric they they make this little vortex type thing with the lights and it looks <coughs> excuse me it looks real badass <laughs> getting emotional yeah
0: you're really getting choked up over this thing <laughs> uh, so yeah I don't know I blame that one on Vince McMahon can't wave that paycheck in front of those old bastards and put them out in that 100 degree heat you son of a bitch
1: other things from the pay-per-view. Was, was Renee there last year?
0: Renee was at Crown Jewels the last time they were there. Yeah, she was there. Okay. <clears throat> Same way. Covered up, you know. Um,
1: also, the, the, the layout changed a little bit structurally. A little bit. What do you mean? Like, I mean, as far as the audience goes?
0: Oh, yeah, like, they're, they didn't have the royal family right in front there with the with the uh, strip club chairs. No. Yeah, I noticed that, too. That, that was I, better. I don't
1: think the marks were in front, either. Like, there's
0: marks, but they were further back. Yeah, I don't know who that front section was, but it did look better. It looked more like a wrestling show.
1: But then, uh... You had a completely op- open section over there, like, by the uh, ramp. I, I don't know what was up with that. See that? No. So, like, you know you know that area where the ramp is where everyone stands and, like, you can high-five them as they're coming down the ramp and shit? Yeah. It's a huge fucking area where you can put, like, three, four sections of so chairs. Hey. And, like... Some of that front section was able to run over, like when someone was on the ramp, but then, like, during the matches, or for one of the overview shots between matches, that thing would just be bare as fuck. Like, there's no chairs over there, there's no nothing. It looked like a play area for some of the royal family or something.
0: They just, maybe they just ushered the regular fans back and brought in the big wigs.
1: Apparently. I can see that. Uh, also, Brock
0: teased us with another
1: fake cashing.
0: Yeah. So yep. That. Yep. And then on Raw, uh, Paul Heyman tells us that they're not going to tell us when he's cashing in anymore. I'm like, good. Yeah, that's how it's supposed what to be. Fuck, speak. are you talking about? Why? Why were we ever telling us when he's cashing in?
1: Yeah, that's not how this
0: works. I mean, I know you. I know why, but then you're just lying to us. Like you're trying to get the ratings push because Lesnar's yeah. there, and then you just lie. You just lie, you son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. Uh we had the Demon King. Yep. Which he had a long way to
0: crawl. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been horrible on the back. Seriously, you can tell like he knew it as soon as he
1: came out, he's like, Oh shit, I better get a move on if I wanna keep this up.
0: Yeah. My my, my, my my all my makeup's
1: gonna be gone by the time I get to the ring if I just slow crawl this way. Yeah, like
0: I do. you'll sweat it out.
1: And uh, one more thing, with the Triple H entrance, he came out on his little WrestleMania tricycle, and he popped that
0: son of a bitch neutral and just coasted down. Yeah, I hate that thing.
1: It's so stupid because <laughs> he doesn't even like riding around the ring. It just takes him fifty feet. It might as well be a shopping cart.
0: It's just so corny looking. I don't know. I don't like that thing. Does, does it have a name? I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure it does. But no, I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's Those are all the side notes I had on on the show.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. That's all I got on Super Show. All I really, all I really had. All I was interested in was Goldberg, Undertaker. Honestly. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why Shane McMahon won. I thought that was weird. Yeah, but that's nothing we need to talk about because that's that's like the only. So let's get into Raw and SmackDown because that's the only thing that they they want to talk about is Shane McMahon.
1: Seriously, what's what, what's the worst? What's worse than having Shane McMahon GM SmackDown? Having Shane McMahon talking your ear off about how good he is on two fucking shows a week.
0: Yeah, and they did a lot of it.
1: Way too much.
0: It opened Raw, didn't it?
1: Uh, no, Rollins and Corbin did.
0: Oh, yeah. True that.
1: So, yeah, that Rollins and Corbin opening Raw, and uh, Corbin immediately sets up a match for uh, Stomping Grounds. Yeah. So, and he's gonna have a rematch, and he gets to pick the referee because apparently it's Super Show. He's verbally harassing the referee and then wind up not liking him because the referee set his ground after being verbally harassed for five minutes.
0: Yep, so we already have our first rematch from Super Show, and there's going to be a lot of them, Jeff. It's pissing oh, me off. There'll be a
1: lot. There'll be a lot. So he, he doesn't know who his special guest ref is yet. Uh, Sami Zayn pops in. And he, he's signed with Corbin and he's trying to weasel his way into a possible referee spot. Yep. And they and go... KO, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I think they go into that They go into that later too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, KO comes out and backs and challenges Rollins and you have your main event, Rollins versus KO.
0: Which, that was a good match. Yeah. I the think, next
1: thing... Oh, sorry.
0: I think the highlight of Raw was... Uh, Sami Zayn.
1: Oh, yeah?
0: What do you think of that take?
1: I mean, he kept you intrigued by his shenanigans uh, trying to get <laughs> the ref gig. I just don't know why he wants the ref gig so bad.
0: I don't know why he wants the ref gig either, but his... The main event... Uh, like you said, Seth Rollins versus KO. Um, Sami Zayn ends up getting the second ref position, or he gets to be a secondary ref, like an outside the ring ref. Because I don't like the idea of that. Yeah, because he basically goes to Shane earlier and uh, chats him up about how. You know, he could possibly be the referee, but he, he thinks we should try it out first. He could possibly be the referee at the, uh, Stomping Grounds match between Corbin and Seth. But he wants to try it out first. Shane agrees. So anyway, Sa- Sammy's your little secondary ref. Uh, but his, his entrance, Sammy Zane's entrance, I don't know what he was doing, but it was hilarious. And then his little checking all the wrestlers over, like the way he checked under, uh, Seth Rollins' like little boot covers, yeah. And I don't know, he's just hilarious, man. He was well, like was
1: doing for the entrance. I, I was doing entrances. It's a long show.
0: He was doing uh his. It, it was just a different kind of dance. So I don't a really goofy know. Dance? Yeah, it was super goofy, a real a real goofy dance. But anyway, just bell to bell, like that was a good match between Sammy and uh, KO. I'm sorry, yeah. Seth and KO. But from Bell to Bell, like the whole thing's about Sami Zayn is the secondary ref. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's
1: really getting heat from the crowd and everything.
0: Yeah, he's good, man. I thought he I thought the best performance of Raw was Sami Zayn, like throughout the night. That's my take.
1: That's a good take. <laughs> um, what else?
0: Uh Firefly was good this week.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Are you super sad about the Rambling Rabbit murder? Yeah, yeah. But dude, last time he died, he came back. Remember?
1: I know. Rest in peace, Rambling Rabbit, too.
0: Yeah, so he ain't dead forever. He's coming back.
1: He, he, he was. He was about to spill the beans. He's like, I gotta tell him how it is, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Did so. Tell me, did you get this from this? So. Bray called his mask, like that freaky mask character, he called him Fiend. Fiend, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's,
1: that's what he originally called him. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I must have been missing that. I rewound it. I was like, what? Did he call it Fiend? Okay.
1: Yeah. When it first, when first the character was first introduced, like a couple weeks back, uh, I remember writing down Fiend in the notes, because that was what he said. It's like, you want me to call the Fiend?
0: Okay. Uh, I heard on somebody's show, and it makes total sense, but you've noticed that all the characters are Bray Wyatt's voice, obviously. Yeah. So, like, they're all him, uh, related to, like, different things in his life. Like, obviously we know the, the sister Abigail story, so that's Abby the Witch. And then the rabbit is, uh, Rambling Rabbit is, like, his, is Vince McMahon would tell him that he rambles in his promos. So, that's the Rambling Rabbit character, apparently. And then, what's the other character? Oh, uh, Mercy? Yeah, Mercy the Buzzard. Mercy is, like, I forget who Bray based his character off of. So this is, this is not good information, obviously, but there's something to do there with whoever, you know, the Bray Wyatt character was based off of, was Mercy something, like another, I don't even know if it was a wrestler or like a musician or whatever. But, uh, anyway, all these characters are like Bray, you know, parts of Bray. And then, so that's a little bit of background. He explained it much. I don't remember who I was listening to, but it was a reputable source. Okay. And, uh. So that's that's all I think that's all we know so far, but yeah, fiend. I didn't catch that uh, before. So that's interesting.
1: I need to get me some of that uh ramblin' rabbits Bohemian breakfast spread.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> On shelves today.
0: Are they so gonna I, you I think just, Huh? You think they're gonna sell that like the uh like the bootios?
1: <laughs> I don't think it has quite the draw. No. got yeah, be I mean, some real fucked up people buying the and breakfast bread
0: <laughs> yeah so that was another part of Raw I really liked
1: uh, they had Becky and Lacey do a side by side I didn't really care for
0: no didn't care for at all which led oh, to Becky and Bailey versus Alexa and Lacey So, like, champion versus contender type of thing. Yeah. Um, An unintentional interference by Nikki. Uh, Lacey appears to botch the finish. I don't know. I went back and maybe she did tag in, but it was real weird. I don't know if you remember that.
1: When the announcers try to explain it immediately, that, that means a botch nowadays. Because I don't know why they try to explain all botches, but they do.
0: Yeah, and you can tell. Like, I noticed it at first. I was like, whoa, was that a tag or not? But, like, Lacey's, like, looking at Alexa when she's on the top rope. Like, is this the part where I tag in? Or maybe she didn't. Maybe Alexa didn't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell whose fault it was. But, yeah. There wasn't much of a tag, but apparently there was a tag, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Bullshit.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, Lacey wins. Um... This, this fucking Lacey feud is bringing Becky's charisma down. It's pissing me off. Oh, the Lacey feud has been terrible for the man. It has been. Let's get that clear. Yeah. know I don't, I don't, why, Jeff? Why? I realize. I mean, I, it, like this, this match was designed basically to try and get Lacey over. Yeah. Because Lacey
1: was on Becky. Bailey needed the hot tag. And Lacey still comes out like just giving rights to everyone. Yeah. And I'm left. I'm, I'm like, man, she's not fucking powerful. This is like when you're trying to push Alexa Bliss.
0: Well, but, they need to like they never built her up. To she, Alexa or Lacey? Lacey, like she just comes in and now she's facing the best in the world.
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: That's. What I mean, I understand that. I understand that. Like all the people, like a lot of the people that should be facing Becky we've seen a thousand times because there's not a ton of them that are on that level but still like, build her up a little bit first at least
1: yeah I mean, that, that's what three months of catwalks will get to you apparently because Ember Moon's putting in work and doesn't get fucking
0: shit yeah yeah, it could have been, Becky versus Ember would have been way better Oscars um, in a tag
1: team that hasn't
0: existed for two months. Yep, buried. What was they? What were they called? The pirates or something? I don't know. They just totally. That's not working. out, fuck that. Yeah, seriously. They, they gone. They
1: forgot about them till
0: now. Well, yeah. They just. That's what they do, man. They're so good at making people disappear. And then three yeah. months. Mu- three months later, you're like, whoa, where's authors of pain? <laughs> they're they're gone.
1: They were in the. Uh, they were in the uh,
0: manner yeah and and they did explain that they said one of them was hurt oh really which could be true but i don't know why you wouldn't tell us that but yeah the no i thought about that like a week ago that tag team did totally disappear
1: i think the best thing going on wrong besides what we've already discussed is still our truth
0: yes you're absolutely and right
1: Raw had a elevator skit. That was
0: pretty funny. See, I'm missing a lot of the R-Truth shit. What I saw was... And I don't even know if this was SmackDown or Raw, but I saw Carmella uh, like hit him in an equipment trunk. Oh, that's SmackDown. That was SmackDown. So, so yeah.
1: on Raw, um, they were fighting backstage, like just a fight ensued somewhere. Classic, like... 12 men, the same 12 people who have been chasing them around for the weeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, five of them getting in an elevator. This is, like, right after
1: the start of the show. Five of them get in an elevator, including R-Truth and Mella. I want to say, is R-Truth, Mella, Drake Maverick, EC3, and uh, maybe No Way Jose?
0: Yeah. They
1: get in an elevator, and there's no ref. And then the elevator, what happens? They get stuck. So they, and there's a camera inside the elevator so we're just getting updates throughout Raw from like them
0: starting to like form a, a bond and a friendship. Stuck in the a, elevator? <laughs> yeah, stuck in the elevator. That's good shit. Yeah. Now that's good shit, Vince. <laughs> it's funny how when that belt came out everybody was like, oh this is stupid now it's like the best thing they got. I mean, it's it. It did bring that random
1: backstage-ness of uh, the Attitude Era. Yeah. People wanted the straight hardcore title, and it's not that. But as long as our truths holding it, it's good.
0: Yeah. And plus, like, that, I don't know. The hardcore title, like, when it went to 24-hour, you know, people weren't having real matches. It was similar. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, that's a good point, man. We got to give credit where credits due. I think that has worked out. That the uh, Firefight Funhouse, I'm still having a lot of fun with. Sammy Zayn, I like right now. Uh The revival lost or the revival won, wins the tag titles. They they Ryder and Hawkins. I didn't see any of their whole run. Uh, I don't know if you did, but I mean the Hulu version. What do you mean by their run? Like their title run. Did you ever see much of them?
1: No. 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 Maybe here or there, but I, I, I honestly, when I wrote out the match in my notes, I put the Revival as the champion, so I had to scratch it out because I didn't even know Ryder and Hawkins were the champion still.
0: That was a decent match. Yeah. I mean, the Usos, anytime the Usos are in a match, their hype is shit.
1: I mean, you still have that rule that we bitched about a thousand times, but...
0: Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? Yep. So, yeah, for me, that's about Raw.
1: Iconics. Trying to keep the women's titles relevant and failing to do so.
0: Yep, I didn't get to see it.
1: They just faced some jobbers. wasn't even a title match, I don't think.
0: Speaking of jobbers, there were some jobbers on uh, on Smackdown, but I liked this one a lot better.
1: Did you? With the uh, cardboard titles? <laughs> yeah,
0: I liked this heavy machinery segment.
1: Yeah, I let uh, so what, why don't you explain the segment huh? because I was I was skim heavy.
0: Oh, well, they just came out and like cut a short promo and it, the promo was funny, though. He was like, hey, I mean,
1: Tucky. Ryan and Rowan introduce these
0: jobbers right oh yeah yeah like and, uh, Yolo champions or something yeah the Yolo champions they had cardboard titles <laughs> and then uh basically uh, more or less heavy machinery comes out to like challenge uh the planets' tag team champions Rowan and Brian and uh they get they basically pawn off these guys onto heavy machinery. But I just love Otis's voice when he cuts promos. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Hey, hey, tucky. <laughs> I he's love Otis.
1: He's got great charisma. This reminds
0: me of like the Dudleys. Yeah, no, the, he's good, dude. I think he's got a lot of talent. And the other guy's fine too. I like their their moveset. Like I like the the caterpillar after he does the worm when he goes Like he's like the you know, pneumatics on a on a tractor. I love that and then I love the uh, the compactor. Do you know about this one?
1: I don't, I don't think I know the compactor.
0: Uh, so like one of them will get on the other one's back and then they like or no how does that, how do they do it? It's basically like a double splash you know c- compacting the opponent. <laughs> so I like their moveset a lot I, I like this a lot actually. I like, I'm glad that they're going to be in the title picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is still a weird spot for Daniel Bryan. But, uh, yeah, pass off that titles and then lose. I mean, I guess you can keep rolling, but that that's it's getting kind of old.
0: Yeah, it is a weird spot for Bryan, but maybe they just don't have anything to do with him right now. Or who knows. Uh, there's another huge Shane segment that's, like, whatever. Oh, uh,
1: that reminds me. On, on Shane's, uh, on Raw with Shane, he had a celebration for God knows what. Because he loves to have celebration. Did you get to see this?
0: Oh, yeah, yep. So, at one point, there, uh, him and
1: DMAC are drinking champagne out of the, uh, out of the world's greatest trophy or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: The crowd has literally no reaction to this entire segment. Like, the crowd was getting pissed because they hadn't seen much matches at this point. Like, this is really pissing them off, you can tell. Yeah. And the announcers have nothing to say because it's the same fucking shit. So all, all Cole gives us, as far as analysis, is like, this is a quote. Can you imagine drinking out of that cup
0: <laughs> Great job, Cole Yeah, like, why, why would I need to imagine drinking out of that piece of shit trophy? That's like every time he comes back from uh, Firefly Funhouse Every time he just says, what was that?
1: Yeah like, Yeah You're fucking worthless, why are you
0: giving me that? What was that? I don't know, Is this, uh, that was weird Yeah, that was weird Thanks, Cole, he does it every time
1: Oh, uh, it's frustrating
0: so, the Shane segment during SmackDown, I, they, it, it warrants a uh, This Is Boring chant, which I think the whole world could agree.
1: Oh, did, did they get a This Is Boring? Yeah. Nice, because I, I was heavy skimming. I'm like, man, this is Shane again. I know exactly where you're going. And I'm fast forwarding.
0: Yeah, and then I literally, this is not even, this has actually happened. I fell asleep during that promo. <laughs> That's how boring it was. Oh, shit. So, we don't need to talk about that. I believe they set up another rematch. Um, actually, I don't but think I, they what did. What I caught
1: from that promo was um, Shane's like, all right, we can face tonight, you and me, Miz, but you have to get through Elias, and then you have to get through D-Mac."
0: Yeah, so he, he beats Elias, then loses to Mac, and then Miz, or Shane's like, oh, I'll still give you the match when he's, like, down and out, you know, being a smartass. You know, oh, did
1: that uh, make a Stomping
0: Grounds match? No, I don't think they did, but, like, that, like, on Tuesday, Shane was like, like, after, you know, he beats Elias, then the Miz loses to Mac, and Shane's like, oh, I'm still, you know, I'll reward you the match anyway, even though you lost, bud, but he's like, you know, oh yeah! Completely down, you know.
1: Yeah, so he attacks him when he's down, and has a scruff match. Yep. What a jackass! <laughs> uh, I
0: th- I don't know. Oh, the only other thing I had from SmackDown because we are oh we're over Jeff. We the game has started.
1: Oh, the game hasn't started, Eric.
0: What? Not yet. Well, I'm searching
1: for the channel.
0: Okay. The yeah. only other thing that I had, because I thought the Alexa Nikki thing about social media and Bailey was retarded. Um,
1: oh, they, they've been pushing that, that storyline. Like, they're just trying to get Nikki to be a pawn to Alexa. And yeah, that, that was another dumb way of doing it. Like,. She was saying we really mean things on social media or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, nobody's ever gotten made fun of on social media. Seriously. Um. The new day was back together, and it was really good.
1: Oh, they made it. Yeah, their promo was great.
0: It was amazing. They
1: made a, uh, Charlotte joke? Did you catch that?
0: Yeah, it was. It was kind of an insider joke too.
1: Yeah, Xavier said, "Oh, that's a booking joke." Yeah, because <laughs> uh, Biggie's like, he's talking about him coming back. He's like, "Oh, well, maybe every time I come back, I get a, a free title. It'd be on Charlotte's level." Yeah, I probably botched it, but some of that effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: remember it exactly either. If I got a t- or. If every time I came back, I got a title, I'd be Charlotte Flair.
1: Yeah, I think that was it.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a good one. You can tell that the New Day is one of the only people that have a lot of free for say you? Yeah, in what they're going to say. Well, they're so damn clever. They they slip little jokes like that in for you to keep you, yeah. to keep you really hooked. Yeah, so that was one of my favorite. Probably, I don't know, man. Maybe my favorite part of SmackDown was the New Day's promo.
1: Yeah, it's good to have Big E back. Uh, Do you know if he's... So he's cleared, right?
0: I guess, but I can't... I'm struggling to remember this match, but I don't think he did a ton of work, did he? Uh,
1: I wasn't really in tune for the match.
0: I remember he got in for the uh, stomp, their little stomp they always do.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, classic. Anything else from uh, SmackDown that you have?
0: No, I think we're good. Unless you got anything.
1: I got one last thing. So um, they've been showing these dark room, Alister. Oh yeah. For a
0: while. Yep. Did you catch this week's? Yeah. Somebody opened the door. He asked them to open the door so he could just yell at the door like an old man. Yeah, that that was entertaining. <laughs> that that was probably one of my highlights of the show. <laughs>
1: he's just like I want someone to challenge me, but he could like it. Just looked like he totally broke character. It was completely unexpected. You just see this shiny light in his face. And he's just yelling out at no one. It's 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 it's. I yeah. thought it was
0: pretty
1: good.
0: <laughs> no, it was good, but I haven't been paying attention to a lot of what he's been saying.
1: Oh, I paid no. I paid no attention to what he's been saying.
0: So, maybe this is completely off-base, but what if... Like, do we know where Bray Wyatt is? Is he SmackDown or Raw, or we don't know?
1: We don't know. I mean, most of it, like... His shit's always played on Raw and sometimes played on SmackDown. Like, this week they had it on both, but last week they only had it on Raw.
0: Okay. I was just thinking, what if it's Bray Alistair? A Klansman again? Like... I think... No, I mean versus each other.
1: Oh, that could that could be. That could be.
0: Yeah, because because they're both doing these weird things. We don't know where they're going. Is uh, Alistair the heel in that situation?
1: Uh, like I say, I haven't been following his shit either. But I assume just from his run with Ricochet and Bray's kind of semi-shadiness... I would say Bray would be the heel.
0: Really? Because i got to see Bray's baby face right now. <laughs> like a, Well, like,
1: the, the Firefly Funhouse is deceiving, Eric. You're, you're, be, you're, being, you're being brainwashed.
0: I'm getting worked? Yeah. I might be getting because, worked. I mean, they're, they're showing you that the kids are
1: brainwashed. You're just getting brainwashed along with the kids. Yep. Where's your sombrero? We're
0: really glad that you're our friend. <laughs> I love the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah I think that's it bro I think that's that's the week in wrestling
1: yeah
0: um, so once again if you're in Peoria area battle at George Ranks George Ranks is the venue I guess in Springfield Illinois 7pm this Saturday Springfield. what'd you say I'm not familiar
1: with Springfield
0: no and that one is Central Illinois Pro Wrestling and then we got Zoa Live Rated R Pro Wrestling At the Polo Room in Polo, Illinois, uh, this Saturday the fifteenth at eight PM, and that's another free one. Both some free wrestling for the Peoria, Illinois fans.
1: And WWE live for any any, anyone in Denver who happens to listen to this.
0: Yeah, so we should start. I'm going to start plugging these local shows. If you ever hear anything out Denver way, you can do the same. Cool, dude. Alright, well have fun at the uh at the show. When is it? The Sunday?
1: Uh Saturday. Nice. Saturday at the Pepsi Center. Probably like
0: six or seven. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, you'll have to get back with us next week and uh tell us how that went. For sure. Alright, enjoy the finals. Go Raptors. Hell yeah, go to Raptors. And have night fun night. At, have fun at work.
1: Oh yeah. Pride fest.
0: <laughs> night night. Night, night. but now i don't understand so cold, isn't it? now Sorry, i don't you, now start i don't cold. understand good huh? i said okay